What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Now let's kick this thing off. Jason Williams is an entrepreneur and investor. He's the co-founder and partner at Morgan Creek Digital. In this conversation, we discuss Bitcoin, inflation, real estate, using debt wisely, the bull market, and what young people should think about financially. I really enjoyed this conversation with Jason, and he's always hilarious, so I hope that you enjoy this as well. Before we get into this episode, though, I want to quickly talk about our sponsors. First up is Crypto.com. They're helping to mainstream the crypto industry, signing major global partnerships with multiple sports, including Serie A, the Italian Football League, UFC, and my personal favorite, Formula One. That's right, F1, baby. With over 10 million users around the world, Crypto.com offers an easy way to buy and sell more than 100 cryptocurrencies. You can even buy Bitcoin with as little as $1. New users enjoy 0% credit and debit card fees in their first 30 days. Crypto.com also pays some of the most competitive interest rates in the industry. Find out how much you can earn by visiting Crypto.com. They are Visa's biggest crypto card partner. My listeners across North America, Europe, and most of APAC can apply for the slick metal card offering up to 8% back on most purchases. And it comes with amazing perks like 100% rebate on your Netflix, Spotify, and Amazon Prime subscriptions. Get $25 when you download the Crypto.com app today using code POMP. Again, $25 when you download the Crypto.com app today using code POMP. Go click on the link in the description or head over to Crypto.com. Let me know what you think. Next up is Matrixport. Have you lost your way in this low-yield environment while searching for a better store of value to beat inflation? Look no further. Invest with Matrixport to get more from your crypto with the potential to get very high annualized yields on certain products. Matrixport is Asia's fastest-growing digital asset platform founded by crypto veterans Jihan Wu and John Ji. With $10 billion in assets under management and custody, Matrixport offers one-stop crypto financial solutions, including fixed income, DeFi in one click, structured products, cactus custody, spot OTC, and lending. You can earn a high double-digit yield with the dual currency product or opt for the lucrative potential of the new product range sniper. If you hold crypto and are actively looking to do more with your precious asset, then this app is one you don't want to miss. Go download the Matrix Port app and enjoy a very high welcome offer of APY on fixed income for new users. Go download the Matrix Port app or go to matrixport.com today. Matrixport.com. Last but not least, my friends over at CityCoins. As you may have heard, we had the Miami mayor, Francis Suarez, on the show to talk all things Miami, including his excitement for a project that's caught my attention, Miami Coin. Miami Coin is the first token to be released by CityCoins, a community-driven initiative built on top of Bitcoin. That's right, CityCoins is built on top of Bitcoin. It aims to give people around the world a new way to support their favorite cities. In short, the city of Miami was given $7 million, and it has grown to almost $20 million today. They recently announced that New York City Coin, NYC Coin, is coming. And just yesterday, it was announced that mining will start. And so you should pay attention today for NYC Coin Mining. Go check them out at citycoins.co, citycoins.co, or follow them at MineCityCoins on Twitter to stay up to date with the project. Citycoins.co, go check them out. Look at Miami Coin or NYC Coin. All right, let's get into this episode with Jason. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Jason Williams, 
Yeah, what's going on, guys? No pit vipers today, so that must mean that uh, you're, you're, you're serious. What's going on with all this inflation stuff? Well, I, just to start, I said I wasn't going to answer to anything other than my true title. Did you see my tweet that I sent to you? So well, I think we should be, begin correctly. What, what is your true title? Hold on, let me look real quick. What I, Do I even want to know what your true title is? Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would like to introduce Jason Williams, the top 10 best-selling author on macroeconomics, <laughs> international finance. Mr. Going Parabolic Guy Jason Williams is here with us now. Uh, can you please tell us about inflation? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's important to be humble, first of all. So I wanted to make sure that people understand that about me. I'm just a humble guy trying to make a buck, wrote a little book. It's doing well, Ray Dalio. You are behind me. <laughs> behind me on that list. I'm with the sovereign individual. All, All right. right. So what's going on with Go inflation? Ahead. No, this is crazy, man. Like, you know what, Pomp? This number still doesn't seem real to me. So this is like the highest inflation, CPI inflation we've seen in like 30 years. But I don't think it's right. I think this number is north of 14%. I think I, I heard you and Sailor talking a little bit about this. I mean, what's your guy's impression of this? But, you know, I, I think the number is higher than that. Yeah, the part to me that uh, feels like it's so misleading is that uh, when you go to the store, right, whatever store you go to, uh, if it was two, three, four, maybe even 5%, I don't think most people would actually recognize 5% inflation, right? In terms of if I go to the store and let's just say I'm buying uh, a $10, you know, uh, a piece of food or something, that's $10.50. I don't think I really noticed that. And maybe some people do, maybe some people don't, but that's not like a very material thing. But if I go to the store and I thought it was going to be 10,015, whoa, that, that's a lot, right? People are saying that, oh, I went to Chick-fil-A and it was $18, right? Oh, I went to go get coffee and coffee's up 88% according to the uh, official numbers. And so it feels like, again, 5% is material from a percentage standpoint, but if you're buying, you know, kind of everyday items, I don't think you feel the 5% with like sticker shock. Yeah. So check this out. When you roll all that up, look at housing, lumber, copper, you know, all the components that you need to build a house. People are sitting on their houses. If you're so fortunate enough to own one and you're like, Oh wow. The, my, the price of my house is up 30%. Like I'm doing, I'm doing well here. Well, you have to remember if you sell that house and want to buy another house, that house down the street's up 30% also. There's the inflation. The inflation's baked into that. So the poor, the middle class, those who don't own a home that want one, you're getting rapidly priced out of a market. Rich people, they don't hold cash. They hold assets like houses, uh, et cetera. I was going to say Bitcoin too, but you know they're laughing all the way to the bank. They don't have cash. They get these low interest loans uh, they have assets that do well in these uh, inflationary environments. And really, it's the poor, and I'd even say the middle class that suffer in this environment. It's, a, it's really bad. And also, gold sucks. I thought I was coming on here with Peter Schiff, because when I clicked on the room, it said pomp and Schiff. I was, I was like salivating. Like it was like Pavlov's dog. Someone was ringing a bell. I was over here like, Oh man, I get to go after this dude and start talking about how gold is down 77% in 12 months against Bitcoin down 13% just this month. That is some garbage. Gold doesn't work folks. 
I, I was trying to get him to come on uh, today as well. And uh, bring I was not going to bring Peter Schiff. I was not going to bring you guys on together, but I was going to bring him on. Uh, but he, he, uh, he's busy today. Uh, he said, uh, and he said, we could talk about inflation tomorrow. He said, it'll still be here, <laughs> I which I appreciate. Uh, all right. So let's talk about what, uh, what people can do. Like one of the things that, uh, I think a lot of folks who watch this, uh, say, this, all right, cool. I, I hear you guys, right? Inflation is here. It's high. Uh, what are some of like the really basic things that you either you've done or you've seen people do that you're like, this is probably pretty smart, low risk things that you can do to protect yourself from this type of inflation? Man, look, uh, you know, I, I think about stocks, bonds, currencies, commodities all the time. I put everything against Bitcoin. I started to denominate everything in Bitcoin. The fact that, you know, most everyone can participate in owning this pristine asset this is about buying Bitcoin, understanding it, buying Bitcoin even before you understand it. And that may sound like incredibly naive investment advice, but you know I'll, I'll claim that. I'm telling you to buy Bitcoin and learn along the way. This thing is so important um, and this moment is so valuable uh, to you. Bitcoin's at 68,592 bucks right now. I still think it's incredibly undervalued. It is the inflation hedge. It is the alpha, amazing store of value asset. And I believe down the downrange a bit, it's good money. Uh, it's money that regular people can just hold on to. Uh, it won't be inflated away like your dollars have been designed to do. Dollars are not designed to hold. They're not designed to save. They've been designed to spend and be inflated away. And watch out for CBDCs, uh, central bank digital currencies, because I believe they're going to program that digital money to actually expire, uh, to be a surveillance tool. There's so many weird things going on right now. Bitcoin should be your focus. Learn about it. Own it now. Learn on, along the way. Don't, don't sit here and say, I have to understand Bitcoin in totality before I make an investment to own it. I think that's a mistake. When you think about real estate or some of the legacy assets, do you see people selling those right now or are they holding them and borrowing them against them? Like what are you seeing in those legacy uh, assets? Yeah, so in my circle of friends that are real estate investors that actually own 100% of it, like it's not a mortgaged piece of real estate, let's say it's a, it's a tier one or tier two piece of real estate. So it's got a very well capitalized tenant if it's an income producing piece of real estate, commercial uh, piece of real estate, the people that I run with and myself included are taking mortgages against those properties uh, and we're buying Bitcoin with it. So, you know, from my perspective, I'm trying to unlock equity in these legacy assets that I was holding because if I can borrow money, you know, whether it's just a traditional uh, line of credit against an investment account or against a piece of real estate, like you've lifted as an example, and I can get that money for sub 3%, and that's, that's the numbers I'm being quoted, and I can, I can buy an asset that's going up 171% year over year, projected out over a decade, I think that's a good trade. The question you should be asking yourself is, how much money can I borrow to buy that asset that's outpacing by like 160% plus. Yeah. One of the things with the real estate as well that uh, seems to be um, 
taking hold is some of these cities, like you know, Miami is a great example, but but there's others as well. They've just seen skyrocketing prices. And there's almost a, a situation where if somebody was in the Miami market for 10 years, right? 15 years. Like I never thought this piece of property would ever in my lifetime get to X price. But it went up 300%, you know, in some period of time. And they're just dumping, they're just like, hey, just get me out of this thing and forget even borrowing against it or any of it. Like they just can't believe the prices. Now, it remains to be seen. Will the prices continue to go up? Well, is this, you know, the top or near the top? We'll see. But, it, but it's pretty interesting to see that you're almost getting legacy real estate investors capitulating in some markets because they can't possibly believe that the asset price has gone that high, uh, you know, during their lifetime. Yeah, Pop, I, I think it keeps going. I mean, like, play it back. Where is the inflation being hidden? Lumber, switchgear, electronics, wiring, plumbing, you know, uh, heating and air conditioning units. We have all kinds of weird supply chain issues that are, that are global and they're impacting these markets now. So the inflation is being hidden in these assets. If you hold them, you can trade them and make big numbers. Where do you put your money once you flip out of those assets though? So, uh, I don't know. I don't think it goes away. I think they start the money printer up again next year. Um, and uh, and stocks only go up and Bitcoin is number go up technology. Talk to me about Bitcoin and where we are right now. We hit sixty nine thousand uh, dollars this morning. What uh, what do you think about Bitcoin and where we are? Yeah, I was on the phone with Drake, Drizzy Drake this morning. And, you know, I just need to hit sixty nine four twenty so I can hit a big smash buy. I'm excited about that. But Man, we're not even close to where I thought we'd be by the end of the year. You know, I was saying big time six figure Bitcoin by December 31st. I still believe we go there. I think the FOMO is hitting so hard right now. Uh, and um, you, you, you pop 70, 70K, 80K. I think the air gets out of this and we go parabolic. And then there's all this anti gravity, people are floating around. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to high five you and your 17 brothers, and we're just all high fiving each other. It's just crazy. It's a bunch of Poplianos. It's all these hands, and we're just clapping. Clapping. <laughs> well, all these Poplianos. What questions you guys got? <laughs> high five, Jason. Uh, what, what, what are you doing personally? Are you just buying as much Bitcoin as possible? Or are you buying more real estate? Just talk through what you're doing with uh, seeing these inflation numbers. Yeah, so um, I've been mortgaging real estate. I think I talked to you guys about that before. So I, I kind of call it like the vampire attack of your assets. So if you have assets that have been traditionally illiquid that I, I have avoided taking leverage on simply because I'm a retired guy and you know I only have so much cash flow, so you know, I can't really take on a lot of uh, debt uh, and increase or decrease my debt to income ratios. Uh, I've started to do that though and borrow against the real estate. So that's level one. Level two, I'm selling uh, assets to buy more Bitcoin. Three, I'm trying to get back into the job market. Uh, four, I'm trying to get illiquid venture unlocked if I can, so that I can flip that into Bitcoin holdings. But everything I'm doing, you know, historically investing in stocks, bonds, currencies, commodities, my time, everything is going to Bitcoin. Uh, it may sound foolish to people listening to this to be so focused on one asset class. You're the fool, son. You're the fool. <laughs> Jason, I saw you, you tweeted a few, maybe it was weeks or months ago at this point, but you bought a, a beach house 
and uh, or a vacation property, and you you talked about how much it would be worth if you had invested in in Bitcoin. Do you regret that, or are you having fun at the beach? No, man. I mean, I'm having fun at the beach, but I, you know, I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> you tweeted you know, it, and let me let me describe what happened. So, you know, this was a cash transaction, but at that moment, I was going to buy Bitcoin, and I sat down. I was talking to the fam. They were like, you know, big dog, big papa, you know. Rick, Ricky Rose, we want a beach house. So I was like, all right, all right, all right I know where you're going. <laughs> and it wasn't that much. It was $1.4 million. But at that time, boys, Bitcoin was $10,000. So I literally was going to buy 136 Bitcoin. I didn't do it. Got the beach place, having a good time. But when you, Galaxy Brains, bring up that event, it doesn't feel good. Take 136 times it by 68,557 that number is probably north of 10 million dollars and that's you know one year so that that doesn't feel good i'm trying to live a life that i hold bitcoin and i have chairs in my house you guys know that meme sell your chairs buy bitcoin we as bitcoiners have to figure out how to have ferraris and chairs and a beach house and our bitcoin it's probably through some borrowing mechanisms uh, that become more sophisticated and more traditional in the future. So holler at me, Fidelity. Let's do this. <laughs> let me let me borrow against my Bitcoin. I haven't given it to some shady dark web guy. <laughs> John, what do you got? <laughs> What's up, Jason? <laughs> um, so you're obviously not very diversified at this point in time. You're very uh, convicted into Bitcoin. What do you think about what's going on in the stock market right now? We're seeing all-time highs all over the place. Do you think this will continue into the next year, in the next five years? Do you think kind of a crash is coming? What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, um, I was one of those people who thought that, you know, the stock market was going to have a big correction, like in 1718, and I exited the stock market. I was really heavy into real estate and, uh, and illiquid venture. So I, I'm not as focused in terms of my investments in, in the asset class of Bitcoin as I'd like to be. Like I'm not 100% in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting close to 50% of my net worth in Bitcoin, which is really cool. Um, but uh, no, I, I think that the stock market is a protected class now, whether it's a Republican political party, Democrat political party, they know how to turn the money printer on and uh, they will not let that fall on their watch. There's no advantage to allowing the stock market to drop. You kind of lose your place in office. So it's like a, it's a political pawn on the chess game of running the United States for four to eight years. Stock market's a joke. Gotcha. Do you think the stock market or Bitcoin's price goes down first? Oh, that's a tough question like, because does they one seem lead to the be other. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think Bitcoin's price going down is an early indicator that the stock market will follow, actually. My, my, my experience says that. Have you, do you agree with that, Pomp? Yeah, I, I think that uh, there definitely have some relationship. I don't think that there's as high of a correlation as people look. Like if you look at a pure correlation, you know, Bitcoin 0.15 or so correlation, which is pretty low. Uh, but what I definitely do think happens is there's an element of 
Bitcoin likely is the leading indicator, just given that it's 24-7, 365, there's no uh, sorts of circuit breakers, it's more of kind of a free global market, and then the stock market kind of follows from it. You see on the weekends, Bitcoin price runs, then the stock market opens, and then there's some you know movement in the uh, individual assets themselves. So I definitely think that Bitcoin goes first and stocks go second, but I don't think it's a correlation in the sense that people think of everything goes up you know together. It's more so one happens and then the other follows. No, I, I totally agree. And I think also Bitcoin seems to be responding to more sophisticated scenarios than back in the day. Like back in the day, Bitcoin would go up if there was a big Bitcoin meetup in New York City. But now Bitcoin goes up off of the news that, you know, CPI is the highest it's been in 30 years or, you know, the smooth brainer Janet Yellen says, you know, I'd like to tax unrealized capital gains because that sounds interesting to me. And Bitcoin's price kind of responds to that. Or the fact that gold is is like boomer technology that's doing nothing. And if people are being honest with themselves, that market cap is going to drop. And I think the uh, the capital flows will be into Bitcoin because Bitcoin really is uh, everything that gold ever aspired to be. I got two more questions for you, and then we'll let you go uh, do all the important fun stuff that you have to do today. Rare Pepe's, baby. <laughs> the, the first thing is, uh, what do you think about them trying to tax unrealized gains? Well, I, I, may be, I may be directionally incorrect or being naive when I say they kind of do that now with property and real estate, right? Think about this. You own, a, you own a property, and every year or a few years, they come in and they assess a new tax basis for it. So regardless of whether this is an income-producing property or um, or a property that you're just holding, they can ratchet up the tax exposure or tax bill on that property. So it's really like taxing unrealized gains. Now, to do that in the stock market or to do that with Bitcoin would be, I think, devastating. It would force you to liquidate the asset. And it's, a, I think, a tool to extract wealth in a very, very nefarious way that uh, I, I don't think would end well. I, I, it, that would, that would be very painful, Pomp. I, I don't know if you thought much about it, but can you imagine a world where at the end of the year you get a tax bill for unrealized capital gains and you're left to manage? How do I pay that? It's crazy. I, it's hard for me to even conceptualize. It's really, it's a very dangerous concept. And it shows to, it shows me that these, these folks that are saying these things don't have assets. They're not really managing uh, this stuff. I mean, we should sit down with Nancy Pelosi she and her husband are like the best investors in this room right now. They're not supporting that. Nancy Pelosi's not supporting this. I guarantee you, Nancy Pelosi's saying, no, we are not going to tax unrealized capital gains, baby. I, I agree. My last question for you is my favorite question. What is your price prediction for Bitcoin by December 31st, 2021? What end of year, what does Bitcoin hit? What's the highest number? Yeah, it's north of $200,000. Mark Yusko sitting before me with a large pepperoni pizza. I'm <laughs> laughing at that dude. I'm hitting him with pepperonis, hitting everybody with pepperonis. And all the Pomplianos and the pepperonis, we're all laughing at this dude. <laughs> J Jason and Mark, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, I, I, well, I guess we're going to talk about it now. Jason and Mark have a bet uh, over $200,000. No, it's, I think it's two fifty. by the way. 
I think the bet is two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so hold right, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta make sure. I feel like I'm like a little bit of the referee. I think the bet is two fifty, but maybe it's it sounds like bring it two fifty. I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> I think it's two fifty, and uh, they ha- they have bet uh, pepperoni pizza over this, and the reason why they arrived at that was uh, regardless of who wins, they both get to eat pepperoni pizza. <laughs> yeah. We're both winners. We're both winners. Pop will be there too. You guys can all come and have pizza. Mark's paying. Dadkin. <laughs> 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 I want to get two or three. <laughs> All right. So you think two, 200 to $250,000 end of year. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm telling you, December 31st, 1145 PM. I'm going to have the moon block on the war paint. The shirt will be off. I'll have like a, probably a hula. What is that thing called? Lay? Hula yeah, lay? Yeah. I will be on it. <laughs> Truly's in both hands. <laughs> $250,000 Bitcoin for all of y'all. Truly's in both hands is all time. <laughs> all right. I appreciate you coming on. Where, where can we send people to get the book? Let's do the book first. Where, where can we send people? Bestseller? To- right. Oh, you can go to the grocery store. You can go to your, the, the, you know, down to the bodega. It's everywhere, son. Or you can go to amazon.com and check it out there. It's on audible too. Number one bestseller. The, the book is very good. I uh, I just went ahead and uh, dropped the link in the chat for anybody who wants to uh, to get it. How many did you have to buy to get to number one bestseller? Zero, <laughs> man. I heard about these shenanigans. I'm a poor man. I'm a working man. This book is doing its own thing. 600 reviews. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Second thing is everyone go follow him on Twitter, at Going Parabolic. But before you leave, I want to say thank you to the top 10 bestselling author in macroeconomics, and yes. international finance, Mr. Yes. Going Parabolic Guy, Jason Williams, yeah. did a fantastic job, I think. If we had to rate Jason's performance today, what would we give him out of uh, 1 to 10? 10. 10. Ah, oh, perfect. Oh, guys are good. We're bros, man. Let's do this. <laughs> Your uh, profile picture is all time. I'm American. I love America. Superhero. I know you guys do, too superhero (laughs) hi man (laughs) i appreciate you coming on we'll talk soon see you guys bye-bye